Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Juvo Hub podcast. My name is Jonathan Saar, and this is your helping hand in property management education. And I am your host. With me today is Mark Howell from Howell Creative Concepts. We have Dave Sayers from Cortland back with us today. We have been putting together a wonderful series on change management. Today's focus is on communicating initiatives. We look forward to that discussion. So Dave, welcome back to the show. Uh, For those who may not have uh, heard the previous episodes, can you give us a a brief overview of who you are and what you do, my friend? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dave Sayers, I work at Cortland. We're a multifamily development firm based in Atlanta. Um, And I get the privilege of leading our learning and development teams and also focus on change management initiatives in the organization. So I'm super excited to continue our conversation because now we're already (laughs) on part three. That's amazing. I know. I know. I love it. So the first episode, we talked about really the foundation, getting that cohesiveness. Second episode, second part was connecting the dots. So now we're on communicating initiatives and You've provided for us, you know, the five keys to communicating initiatives. So the first one you reference is change champions. What's that all about? Yeah. So first, there's lots to share around communication and communication across an organization that I will try not to get into for this one, but just focus around how you communicate change in the organization and really the initiatives that you've now established from our previous discussion. And the first part, what I found super helpful is to have a champion in each department that helps you focus on the changes that are going on. Because as a leader, if you're in charge of the change management functions, you want to get updates on all the initiatives that happen. And there's no way that you can possibly do that on your own. Because that's you reaching out to different departments, setting up meetings. Your time will be spent meeting after meeting after meeting, update after update after update you'll never be able to get anything else done. And so what we found super helpful is to have change champions in the organization and they report up their departmental changes that are going on and they talk with us as a change management side to help make sure that things are moving forward and talk about initiatives that they're thinking about and that way we're ahead of the game for sure. I love that. I think we we did talk a little bit about that where creating those sort of, um, uh, what would you call it, what did you call them? They, 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 they bring it up from their, their idea, their level to the change management folks who make that decision. Uh, but I, I think when you don't create that yeah. sort of balance of letting their voices be heard, which is what we, we had talked about in the press, the past session, um, uh, there's more buy-in when you allow that to exist. So I love that you guys are good change man at champions of that we'll call it so congratulations for that yeah well thanks thanks like i what i love about change champions is they really are the eyes and ears because we can't be everywhere and so there's times of like hey did you hear about i'm like oh no we didn't let's talk about that you know because it it takes a, it takes a team of people to make that happen for sure beautiful so that's our first point i love this second one too sprints as being yeah. part of a communication initiative. I'd never really heard of what a sprint was until up until a couple mm-hmm. of years ago from another organization. So what are those and how do they yeah. relate to communication? Yeah. And I think we're all under the same boat. So we get that opportunity to learn about it, you know, and that's, that's where we talk about training employees so much. 
I used to think Sprint was like, we're going to go somewhere. Like, let's go Sprint <laughs> over to Starbucks yeah. and get a coffee, you know, that, that type of thing. Um, but what we really found helpful on Sprint is that they're quick meetings. We're talking 15 minutes. And we, for some of our initiatives, we have them twice a week. And the goal is just to talk about what we're working on, what backlogs we're, we're, we're seeing, what planning do we need to do, what implementations do we want to seek out. And we're just working through those little things that we want to accomplish before the next sprint. And the reason why I say it's an opera, it's a communication opportunity is because sometimes people look at sprints, they're like, oh man, it's twice a week. It's 15 minutes. That's not important because I got a two hour meeting and they, and they prioritize by time. But sprints are super important because you can get in, get the information you need. You learn about what other people are doing inside of that initiative. And then you can jump back out and you keep going. And there are times, guys, when I've been in a sprint and I'm like, even for myself, I'm like, okay, I, this is going to be easy. Like, we'll be in 15 minutes and all of a sudden, like, something pops up. We're like, oh, does that relate to this? And how does that move forward? Because there's other initiatives we have going on. So I would say if you are um, assigned to be in a sprint, <laughs> do not miss the sprint because the sprints are the important piece of, of, the, of the project management. I like side. it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I, I've heard other phrases. I don't know about you, Mark, but I've heard, you know, sync ups or quick collabs, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot of different ways to to approach this really critical component of, of communication. But yeah, no, I love it. I love yeah. it. Any thoughts on that, Mark? Or? Yeah, I work with an organization. They called it a team huddle. Uh, but yeah, you have to huddle together and kind of figure yeah, out yeah. your next mm -hmm. play. Um, so uh, it's, it's fascinating to me though, Dave, I don't know how you guys handle, um, with your onsite teams. When I go out to some of my clients sites and I'll ask them, are you having a weekly meeting? To me, that's a fundamental thing, you know, like you should be meeting mm -hmm. every week, you know, forget just even the huddle or the sprint. Are you yeah. even conducting a meeting, mm -hmm. uh, of, of serious nature, serious topics. Mm -hmm. and, and nine times out of 10, a lot of people out on site say, no, we don't have meetings very, very often here at all. And so I'm kind of fascinated by that. I don't understand how the communication stays strong when you're not doing a sprint, a huddle, mm -hmm. a meeting, something like how as a leader of people, do you run those teams without doing these types of things? I don't get it. I mean, do you, do you have a problem with people not wanting to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, you know, in the multifamily business, it's either find companies that are very strong at it because they enforce it or you find companies that don't enforce it. And so people just don't do it. It becomes one of those things where if you do it every day that some people feel like, well, why am I, I just did this yesterday. Right. And, but it's, the huddle for us is not really mm -hmm. so much with a bunch of information. A huddle is really the opportunity to, to get everybody together, to build the camaraderie and the engagement of our values for who we are as an organization. They're the opportunity to really help our associates take what they currently have in their own personal life and remove it for that time and focus on work. And then if they want to pick up that luggage when they get back, they're, they're more than welcome to do so, right? And then focus on the tasks that we have to do, right, even on site. So we don't require a huddle every day, but we do um, four days a week. We do a it's anywhere from 10 to 15-minute huddle 
And then once a week, we do a full team meeting on each site. And that team meeting could be anywhere up to 15 nice. minutes where we're talking about detail. Because for us, what's super important mm -hmm. is how our associates interact to the values that we've created as an organization, which then help us mm -hmm. affect the resident experience. Right. So if somebody isn't loving what they're doing and letting it show, you're going yeah. to see that in the interaction. Right. If somebody isn't willing to grow together and play as a team, you're going to see that because they're not going to want to do certain things because they don't know how to do it. And so we reinforce our values pretty much yeah, every day on site. Which I know takes <laughs> totally away from change management, yeah. but since you brought it up, I'm like, yeah. that's, that's a very important topic. Yeah. But you're right. Which then, but though also gets us to that same, that, that third bullet point here under communicated initiatives. Jonathan, if you want to introduce that one, it's about timeline. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just take a quick commercial break and we'll come right back and we'll dive into what timelines are. Are your supervisors in compliance? When supervisors make mistakes, everyone is at risk. Compliance training lowers that risk. Juvo Hub is happy to announce its new online course, Sexual Harassment Prevention and Training for Supervisors. Learn more about this course at juvohub.com, your helping hand in property management education. Okay, welcome back everyone. We've covered change champions. We've had a nice little discussion on what sprints are and why they're so effective as part of your communication initiatives. Dave, why are timelines so important and how do they affect, uh, how are they a component of communication? Yeah, so every time you have that initiative laid out, you're going to create a timeline of events of when things need to get done. What's super important that we, well, I will say what we found super important for us is that we keep focused on the timelines for when things do need to get done. So we know if something doesn't get done, one, that's okay because it didn't get done because sometimes things get moved around. Um, but what other initiatives do we have that can then bump into that timeline? And so it's important as we're thinking about the timeline approach is as we have that initiative, that initiative planning session, we start going through the kickoff meeting. We start assigning tasks to folks that we set timeline and due dates for those tasks to get done. And we keep track of those conversations so we know that we're going to hit a deadline or not hit a deadline. Because the other thing I think, especially that's inherent for our business, is the seasonality of the business, right? I mean, how many times have we heard, it's peak leasing season, right? Yeah or it's HVAC season because it's summer in Texas. <laughs> and so we want to keep think we want to keep thoughts of those things so we don't butt up our initiatives, our big initiatives around that, those peak seasons where the onsite teams can't even focus on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they create a nice visual too, again, for, for those who, uh, who mm -hmm. like visuals, who need to see something. I've worked with a bunch of different like project management tools and that's, that, that comes with it is timelines. You know, that we have an execution yeah. of a project that's being started and this is the timeline, not just for the project itself, but for the individual tasks that may be associated with it. So that really just helps mm -hmm. paint the picture of the scope of work and, and keeps everybody on the same page. So I think they're a beautiful, beautiful communication initiative or communication com component rather. Um, that really, that really helps out. Oh yeah. Okay. So next, uh, you got a thought on that, Mark? No, no, Sorry, I, I, didn't I agreed. Yes, completely. Okay, cool. <laughs> on to the next point. 
calendar the initiatives. All right. So this is interesting. Another visual. Uh, so tell us about that. Yeah. Dave. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we found this one helpful for us as we started to do it. As we first started looking through the initiatives, we would capture them. We'd have a lot of documentation in the background. But if people don't know, they just kind of assume, right? They're like, oh, well, nothing's happened in February, so let me go ahead and do that. It's like, well, we actually had two initiatives in February, so we don't want to do that. You know, and we have to remember that all the initiatives that we want to get done, again, all go back to affect your employees one way or another. So balance those out. Create a calendar of initiative events. You know, when is something going to be piloted in a given market or a given department? How long is that pilot going to be? Yeah. And then when will you start to do implementation? Which markets will you do implementation at? And create Create yourself a calendar list of what all that looks like. So when somebody comes to you as a change management leader and they say, hey, I want to roll out initiative X, you know, when can I do that? You have an idea when the best time frame is in which to do that. Because what, what the project owners want, and I think what the company wants just as much, is when we roll out an initiative, they want to feel like my initiative is being prioritized. That then... Once it's prioritized, the associates that are learning the, of the initiative and soaking it in in that rollout will then focus on that initiative. You know, we've ran across situations, you know, and I'm sure companies do, where they're like, we have three initiatives at one time, all hitting the site team, yeah. and they don't know where to focus. Yeah, do, do I do this marketing campaign to get a Google reviews up, or do I go through this implementation of this new software? Like, which do I do? And if the if those departments are communicating and they're not prioritizing what those are for the site teams, not, nobody will be successful. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on this. I am working with a client now where uh, they did this initiative, agreed to do this initiative about changing over the portal for the residents. Um, but sort of in the background of that thought, they knew many of the sites were having a problem with reputation management. And so I go out there and I'm trying to convince them, mm. hey, let's go ahead and attack your your issue with, you know, some type of, you know, um, merchant referral campaign or a resident, um, what is it called, appreciation, you know, like to really kind of get them flooding the sites with moments mm. of them being happy. And then someone said, uh, hold on probably not the best time to ask for these reviews when we just put them through a very rigorous, painful um, portal change and they were all mm -hmm. mad about it. And I was standing there and I was like, well, I didn't even know about this and thought, oh my gosh, this is definitely is not the time to ask for, you know, your resident reviews and to build up your um, resident um, kind of, uh, what's it called, um, um, uh, your review campaign. Yes. And so I thought, well, okay, well, abandon, abort, abort. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, don't do that anymore. But I, I have to say, like, I was a little thrown back because that would have been a perfect time to have looked at a calendar and said, you know, collectively as a company, 
what are mm -hmm. we looking at and what are those timelines because we should avoid doing certain things that will be more of a backlash or not the best time to to highlight the residents comments when we've maybe put them through something that they didn't appreciate so yeah i i wholeheartedly think that putting out a calendar uh, and it, it kind of reminds me of when I think about time management, we talk about short-term goals and long-term goals that also will help with your time management. Put that aside mm -hmm. as a long-term goal. This is what we want to accomplish, but what steps do we have to take to accomplish that long-term goal? Because if you wait till the last minute, then it becomes a short-term you know, fiasco uh, when you get right to the finish line of it. So yeah, I love it. I like that a lot. Yeah, it, it reminded me, Mark, how many times we would see a survey about a service repair and they rated the service repair like, you know, two or one. But in the comments, they're like, you know, so and so is great, but I didn't like how you did this, you know, and so they're affecting the survey for the service repair, <laughs> which that wasn't the best venue, yeah. but, you know, it affects. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. very good. And I, I like the word you used uh, earlier, Dave, you know, prioritizing. So um, I think we talked about it in, a, in an earlier episode about having, even after you've whittled it down from 60 initiatives to, to 12, mm -hmm. still seeing that those are all running parallel to each other can be difficult to manage. Well, what do I do? So mm -hmm. the prioritizing, and again, that visual is just awesome. So that leads us to our fifth point. We've covered change champions, sprints timelines, yeah. calendar, and now you are a marketing champion. We can start singing if we want. Yeah. We are the champion. Go for it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we can start singing it, right? Yeah. This is pretty easy. If you are the change leader or in charge of change in an organization, if you don't market it, nobody else is going to do it. We're talking about a word, the C word, that people don't want to hear, right? Because they don't want to embrace it right? Change. They're like, oh, no, I don't want, like, I'm comfortable with where I am. Why would I want to embrace this? Now you have somebody in charge of this, you know? So you've got to build excitement around the, the, the feel for change. And it's okay to be, be a change. You got to be able to market the, the connectedness of the initiatives that you're doing, how they affect the overall business and the big mission and help give to them, like we talked about earlier, the why behind the what for what we're doing. Cause if you're not going to do it, Nobody else is going to do it. So be that yeah. champion of change. Rah, rah. I feel like get, I, where's my, where's yeah, the, I know. the, the where's my pom -pom? Yeah, pom poms and the backflips yeah. and the, what do they do? Those people pyramids, right. you know, yeah. you know, all the way up. On the, on the, <laughs> you can spell change in this body. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no, it's perfect. You know, and, and I, we, we want the audience to make sure this, we're not talking about being marketing in marketing it's just simply you right. you are excited you know what this is going to do mm -hmm. and that's part of even though it has nothing to do with marketing necessarily you are getting that mm -hmm. out there showing you know what this is going to do and the benefits it's going to have to the organization so i love it yeah i love it but yeah like jonathan you bring up a great point because how many times do we make enhancements in a company for the benefit of the resident Mm -hmm. Do we really go through the process of properly marketing that to residents or future residents of how we're enhancing the yeah. business? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, I right. think more than not. Yeah. You know, 
but those are those are great opportunities to talk about what we're doing for the to make a better customer service experience sure. for them. Yeah. So critical. So critical. So I I love it. I love where this this uh, session itself has gone under the the umbrella of change management and then the communication. So it's only going to be as successful as what how you communicate that out. Dave, you've highlighted some five key ways. I'm sure the audience, like you said too, there's a lot of things we can talk about from a communication standpoint. There's just, it's such a huge topic, but we're glad that we could focus in on change champions, sprints or huddles, whatever you want to call them as an organization, timelines, mm -hmm. calendar, and then be a marketing champion. So talk it up what the benefits are going to be so thank you so much for contributing to this part of the series of change management and how can people stay in touch with you dave uh, yeah easy enough i'm at Cortland, and um it's a great place to be so uh if you want to reach out to me you can always reach out through our company email of my david.sayers at courtland.com um, or you can reach out to me on linkedin um, it's Dave Sayers, and I'm the only bald Dave Sayers in the whole list of <laughs> you find. Boom. I love it. Love it. Mark Howell, my friend, Howell Creative Concepts. How can people stay in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So Howell Creative Concepts, Howell is spelled H-O-W-L, as in Howell at the moon, uh, creativeconcepts.com. You can reach me at my website, or I'm on LinkedIn also, uh, Mark Howell, which is H-O-W-E-L-L -L on LinkedIn. Awesome. Thank you very much. So thank you again, both of you for being on the show today. My name is Jonathan Saar. You can learn more about JuvoHub at JuvoHub.com. J-U-V-O-Hub.com. Connect with us on YouTube. We have the this podcast in video format. If you prefer just the good old-fashioned podcast, we're on all the major stations. So make sure you like and follow us there. And from a social perspective, you can follow us on Instagram at Juvo Hub. So thank you again, Dave and, and Mark. We look forward to our next episode talking about change management. Until next time, class dismissed. Take care.